Okay, so in this sukkah, we learned so far was that there are two ways of understanding Simchas Beis Eva. One is that Simchas Beis Eva is every night of Sukkot, and that's because the water was poured in the Mizbeach every day of Sukkot, and so therefore they poured the wa- they drew the water on the first night, and thus celebrate the first night as well. And the second opinion is that the Simcha only begins on the second night, which is after Yantif. It's a only one day Yantif. And the reason why it begins then is because they only had to pour uh, uh, the water on the Mizbeach on the second day of Yantif. Now we start discussing how things work um, nowadays. We said that in the base of Migdash, the full joy could only really be anyways in the second night of Yantiv because the second night of Yantiv is when they started playing music. Really, nowadays, since we can't play the special music they had in the base of Migdash anyways, until Mashiach comes, so we don't have the, the we don't have the any lacking in the first night of Yantiv because we can't play the, there's no difference between the first night and the second night and the third night because it's well, true. Hmm? The first day always fell on Shabbos. No, there's an argument whether or not your your the, the the pouring of the water was on the first day or not. One opinion is the, only the second day was when they had music. Right. Why not on the first day? Because it's yantif. But in the base Hamikdash you can't play. In the first ten base Hamikdash you're allowed to play music also. In the second base Hamikdash they instituted not to play it on yantif. So. So therefore, there was more simcha on the second night uh, because of because of the music. Um, but either way, we we there is a there is and it's some there's some room to say that the simcha of simcha space sheva exists before the mitzvah of an esrik. And there's another way of looking at the simcha of simcha space sheva that the simcha only exists only exists after luvan esrik. To explain these two ways of understanding what the simcha is. We started discussing mechlal in general. What's the meaning of the simcha of pouring of drawing of water? We said that the difference between water and wine is that water naturally has no inspiration for simcha in it. Wine, on the other hand, brings the simcha naturally. It's true that a Jew's simcha is not from the wine only, like a goy, <clears throat> but uh, the simcha of a yid is from the mitzvah that's there. It's because it's kedusha there, but. Together with the Kedusha, there's also another element, and that is that naturally it brings simcha in the body. So the simcha of the wine has to do with the nature of creation, which represents the simcha a person has from delving deeply into the value of what Yiddishkeit gives him. He does a mitzvah, he connects to Hashem, and delving deeply into that brings to simcha. So that's the wine kind of simcha, the natural simcha. Then there is a simcha you have, not because of anything that you understand the value of what you're doing, you just be simcha because the Abisha gave you a mitzvah. You're be simcha because it's a mitzvah of Hashem. That's a simcha of the water. It's no, there's no intrinsic joy in the water. It's just you're in a state of mesiris nefesh. You're in a state of devotion to Hashem. And therefore, as soon as it says, uh, as soon as, as you realize this is something that's that's for Hashem, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what your neighbors say. It doesn't matter what your animal soul says. It doesn't matter what your godly soul says. This is something the Abisha gives you. It, it, it fills, it fills it, the the uh, Jew with simcha. And the simcha in the etzim of nefesh, simcha the very deepest part of the nefesh.
I don't know if there's a parallel for this or not, uh, but in Lubavitch, the minhag is that we drew the, we draw the water to pour uh, for the masses with great simcha, and there was Chosler uh, Brashab who um, who only by the way it's better to, best to do Luvan at 702 FOI. You know what that? Hey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Akopanim. So, um, so when a Jew is in a state of a serious nefesh, doesn't need any explanations about what, what's the value of this mitzvah. It's not the value of this mitzvah. He just knows this is the Abish's mitzvah, and this is. So that's what the. the but Lubavitch, there was one chassid that Rashab said about him that when he came out to draw the water for the matzah, the Rashab said he had a revelation of Yechishma nefesh. His deepest part of his nefesh was revealed in that simcha. Simcha mitz, the true simcha, and that's why. The Gemara says only about the simcha, the simcha of the water, not the simcha of the wine, that whoever did not see this simcha has never seen simcha in his life. Because this simcha is not based upon re- logic and reason, this simcha is from the nefesh itself, from the soul itself. That's what we got up to. Up to now, is hey. This will help us understand the connection between what's a simcha of simcha of and sukkah. Why are these two things connected? Why is only the holiday of sukkah? The one where we have the holiday of drawing the water. The time of Sukkot is called the time of our joy. Anyone know what our means? Okay. Could be. Better than no. Yeah, it, might, it, it's, it, sound, it sounds good. It might be, might be true too. I don't know. If you don't have Simcha, I cannot have Colson. Wow. You have Simcha. <laughs> A lot of love there. Thank you. Okay. So the simcha of God in like us. <laughs> oh, what is that? Would that be a wine kind of simcha or a watery simcha? Probably a simcha brownie. Simcha brownie. simcha seinu. Time of our joy. Our joy means the time when us and Hashem are happy. God rejoices in us and we rejoice in Hashem. Why are we having this joy now? The simcha is a product of what we've of the seeds we've planted in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, in ten days of Shuvah, and especially ten days of Shuvah, and especially Yom Kippur. Yehuda, in Naschach, Shalsuka, Kosh Le'Yoni Akavai, Mekudah Ruchni, Matshuvah, Me'enakteres Shayimakpunim. As is known that the Schach of the Suka are connected, which is are connected to the clouds of glory. Their spiritual source is the Shuvah. And the incense that was offered in Yom Kippur, and that's why uh, the Rebbeim, our Min Chabad, is to have as much schach as possible that highlights the value of the Jewish people. More schach, more schach, as Ray Bresman quoted, the um, Rebbeim would would, add, would verbally say there should be additional schach. The schach comes from the tshuva of Yom Kippur, from the incense of Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is what's once a year, and that Aveda stems from. The essence of the neshama from Yechida. It's connection of the essence of the soul with the essence of Hashem. What's Sukkot about? What is what is our service of Hashem on Sukkot? What we're trying to do on Sukkot is, 
is that this connection we have with Hashem on Yom Kippur, it's a Chida kind of connection, it should be expressed so strongly that it should encompass a Jew completely in all of his affairs. Whatever a Jew is doing, it should be completely encompassed by the Yechina. That's the whole point of Sukkot. So R is tapping into your, your Yechida? What? R, yeah. The Yechida Shemunefesh, that you revealed in Yom Kippur through Tshuva, it should encompass whatever you're doing through Sukkot. Throughout the year. And that's yeah, what Sukkot does. Like what is our, our, our simcha? Oh, I said before, our simcha is that God rejoices in us and we rejoice in God. Okay. V'zem is bata gam in mitzvah sukkah b'kipshuta and this is expressed in the simple meaning of the mitzvah of sitting in a sukkah. You're supposed to sit in the sukkah as if it's your house for seven days. All the daily activities of a Jew, achila, shtia, kadema, eating and drinking and other things, are surrounded by the mitzvah sukkah. That's the advantage a sukkah has over a talus. A talus only surrounds the head and most of the body of a Jew. Sukkah encompasses everything without any limitation. I think I share with you that's why sukkah is compared to a hug, not a kiss. A kiss is face to face. Someone could refuse a kiss and turn their head away. But when you hug someone, you hug them from the back, and they can't refuse the hug because they are a hug. They are, they, you bring them closer to you. The idea of holding Hashem, so to speak, Hashem holding us with a hug, means as follows. When you turn to the Abishter to learn Torah, to daven, to be kind, whatever it is, you're turning your face to Hashem. When you turn to eat, to drink, to do involve your Pranasa, it may be you're turning away from Hashem. It depends why you're doing it. If you're doing it for the sake of Hashem, then you're facing towards Hashem. But if you're doing it for the sake of yourself, you're turning away. So usually, if I just decide to have a continental breakfast, and I'm sitting there with the caviar and whatever, so uh, that's turning away from the Ebeshter. It's not a mitzvah. But on Sukkot, the Ebeshter hugs you. He says, no, that's also a mitzvah. You're having a caviar breakfast, I'm having breakfast with you in the Sukkot. The idea of the sukkah, sukkah is, is that Hashem holds you from the back, even though you're turning away from Hashem, from, the way you're, from your back, and He's saying, that's also a mitzvah. And that empowers you that the rest of the year as well, that whatever you're doing, it should be with the Ebeshter. That your Yechidosh Benefesh shouldn't only be revealed in Yom Kippur, but it should be revealed in everything you're doing. That's why for seven days, Hashem says, whatever you do, do in the sukkah. I want your Yechidah, I want the essence of your Nefesh to encompass the entire seven-day cycle. And that's why the holiday sukkah specifically is the appropriate time to pour the water in the altar and to have the joy of the drawing of the water. Because we said before, what's that simcha about? It's a simcha beyond logic and reason. The holiday of sukkah inspires an infinite simcha. Because the holiday of sukkah again is a simcha of the, of the essence of the neshama connecting with Hashem. And therefore, what is a Jew in a, in, a, in a state that he is joyful by whatever Hashem tells him, and, that's, that, and that brings him absolute joy, it's, it's the holiday of Sukkot, the holiday of the revelation of Yechidah. They abused the expression once that, uh, just like in the famous story of the Rebbe HaShabbat, these Hasidim were febranging, and after they febranged, this officer stopped them and says, K'toyed yot, where are your papers? So the Hasidim were febranging the whole night about Bittl, so one of the Hasidim said, Bittl is going. So the officer let them off. So, because uh, it was true, he was, he was in that state of bittles going, his, his bittle, his humility, that's what was moving around, it wasn't just himself. So the Rebbe said the same is also by Yechidah Shemunafesh, a Jew has to be so in touch with their, their Yechidah that, so who is going? Yechidah is going.
Your yuchida is that. That's what sukkah is supposed to give you. That you whatever you're doing, it's your yuchida that's going. It's not you that's going. It's your real you that's going. Your yuchida. Oisvav. Yedua. It's known. It's known the mitzvah of lulav, its essence is not an independent mitzvah that happens to be done in the holiday of sukkahs. Rather, the mitzvah of lulav is connected and it's a continuation of the mitzvah of sukkah. That's why the halacha is it's best to do the mitzvah of lulav in the sukkah. The sukkah surrounds a Jew in all of his affairs in a way that it surrounds him from the outside. In the language of Chassidus, the sukkah is a makif, it's a transcendent power. The idea of taking the four minim is take it for yourself. Literally, the Gemara learns out from there that you have to own the Lulav and Esrik, but Chassidus says you're, you have to own your Yechida. This Yechida thing that, you, that you're experiencing of being in the Sukkah has to go into you, has to become part of you. That's the idea of be, taking the Lulav and Esrik in the Sukkah. The point of it is, is to bring the Yechida Shemanafesh into yourself. Why would one think that Lulav would be conducted in a different holiday? Why would the Rebbe need to say that? It seems so obvious, so I feel like I'm missing some deep piece. Let me ask you a question. When you ask a Jew to the midst of Lulav and Nesrik, what's your argument? What's my argument? Why well, should Lulav and Nesrik? I'll be honest, I, I have very little um, resistance. Okay, like... You know why? I, I people shaking Lulav in their car. Like, you know, shove it in. Someone explain to me on Shabbos why there's no resistance for this. Here, take a broom and take a lemon. Yeah. This is what God says to shake. You can't make this stuff up. Right. Yeah. So, so um, I, I suppose that um, every yontif has meaning. And the question is, is the meaning of the yontif connected to the various things that are done in the yontif? For example, Mitzvah Shavuos. So the question is, is Luvan Eserik is a part of the Indian of Sukkah or not? And the Rebbe is saying that it is. It's the same Indian. The point of the Ulam and Esrit is that it should bring the Chish Fanefesh inside of yourself. This is a reason, Vu Asibal is in this. We're on page 296, second column. That's why you have to bring them and touch to your heart. Why do you have to touch them to your heart every time? Because the meaning of touching your heart is you want it to, to touch your feelings. And the Zohar says, when, when something touches, touches your feelings, your heart spreads to the whole body. The nature of the heart is that it spreads throughout the body. So the heart reaches all faculties of a person. All of your limbs, including your intelligence. So if to t- bring the four minim to your heart. And from your heart, it spreads to everywhere in your body, including to your mind. That's the minim, that, that's the, how Luluv and Esrik follows Mitzvah Sukkah, the mitzvah of sukkah is about bringing your yichid in all your endeavors, and that happens directly with Luv and Esrik that brings yichid into your consciousness, into your natural self, into your feelings, into your thoughts. And this is the perfection of what sukkah is about. What sukkah is about? Sukkah is about revelation of the transcendent part of the soul. Oh, 
if you're serving Hashem just with your heart and mind, it's limited, it's measured. Your mind says this is as far as you should go, your heart says this is as far as you should go. And therefore Hashem says it's not enough to serve Hashem just with your mind, the way you understand, the way you feel. Rather you have to have another component, you have to have a serious nefesh. As we said earlier, there's an advantage of pouring the water, drawing the water, and pouring the water versus pouring the wine. If you're pouring the wine means serving Hashem based upon what makes sense. Pouring the water means with mysterious nefesh. However, it's not enough just mysterious nefesh. The ultimate the way of serving Hashem is that your mysterious nefesh, your devotion to Hashem, is something that resonates in the way you think and the way you feel. That your thoughts and your feelings to say mysterious nefesh is the way to go. It's not just that you are escaping from the, your thoughts and feelings to the world of mysterious nefesh. Rather, your thoughts and feelings themselves say Mesiris Nefesh. Why is that called the ultimate way of serving Hashem? What's so good about that, that we consider this to be the highest level of serving Hashem? Key number one, That's the only way things will last. Because if your Mesiris Nefesh is just because you're in the mood of... of um, escaping yourself to the realm of Mesiris Nefesh... If that's what zone you're in, then when you wake up the next day, you may not be in that mood, and your intellect and feelings take over, and that's not, and, and you're no longer that man is no longer here. So therefore, it, it's only considered bipthemius. It's only considered you if it touches your thoughts and feelings. Number two, that's the first. That's that's the first reason why your mysterious nefesh has to touch your intellect and feelings. Because if it doesn't, that means you're lacking something in your. Um, Still stay in the realm of Messier's Nefesh. What's it, it's, it's like no longer Messier's Nefesh. The whole point of Messier's Nefesh is that it's about Seichel and Mali. It's like you've got to be in Messier's Nefesh. One foot in Messier's Nefesh and one foot in Seichel and have this. One of the interesting uh, things that was done in the Beis Amigdash, which I always wondered about, just discovered the reason for it a few days ago, is that in the Beis Amigdash, when you pour the water, the water had the hole for the water was thinner than the hole for the wine. Why? Because Hashem wants the wine and the water to flow in tandem. The, they shouldn't flow faster than each other. And therefore, the, the, the hole is, is uh, smaller for the water because water is thinner. Can you describe the actual ceremony? I'll tell you something later. I'll, I'll just finish this over here. So, so the idea of pouring the water and the wine together and they flowing together at the same time indicates that your thoughts have to be the same as your Messias Nefesh. There is a way you think. It's true, the way you think is not as, as limited, and it's you, and it's... But that has to be permeated with the Messias Nefesh. It's true, it's, your thoughts can never be Messias Nefesh. Your thoughts aren't Messias Nefesh. Your thoughts are the way you understand things. But the question is... Put your safe aside and just say, why am I doing this right now? Because I have to. Is that what we're saying? Your mind recognizes that there's something above your mind. That's true. So you come to the intellectual understanding that you don't understand, and, and thereby you, you are now in Messias Nefesh mode, but at the same time, you're in Seichel because you realize that you don't understand. That's one one part of it. But how about learning yesterday's Hayom Yom? Learning yesterday's Hayom Yom, the value of tests and challenges and what it does for you, 
and, and, and how it reveals your neshama and it brings you pleasure in life and learn about the values you're never telling you. It's not like it When you learn about what the values of Nefesh is, you learn about, or uh, you're asking a good question. You're asking a good question. You're asking, what does it mean to have your your your, your etzim and nefesh revealed, and your thoughts and feelings, and your thoughts and feelings are 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 limited. So I think what it means is is that that the, the mysterious nefesh and the neshama resonates with your thoughts and feelings. It, it, they're, they're like, yes, this is the best thing to do. The best thing is mysterious nefesh. Your thoughts are, it is worth it. The author writes a tiny, for example, in chapter um, seventeen. Al-Tarabu writes that even if you're unable to cultivate a, a, a sense of love and reverence for Hashem that's felt in your heart, you are, are, you are able to realize that it's worth it to give your life to Hashem. In other words, I may not be not feeling it right now, but I know that's, that, 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 this is, that it's worth it. The Abishter is worth it. The Abishter is worth it to give everything away for Him. So until you have that, until you have that conviction, it's actually chapter, chapter 16, until you have that conviction of that it's, it's, it's worth it, so then you're, you're, it's just, just your neshama, it's not you. You have to have also, it has to resonate in the way you think. That's so one reason is in order for it to stay. In davening, we say, Lishmur l'asis l'kayim, we ask Hashem, we should with the guard the mitzvahs, do the mitzvahs, and l'kayim, what's l'kayim mean? They should, be, they should be sustainable. It shouldn't just be now, it should, it should be sustainable. What's sustainable? Sustainable means that the mitzvah's nefesh is something that resonates with your mind. Oh, it's base, and the second reason why it has to resonate within you, so, oh, 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 you Listen to this. this as well. This shows you really touch Mysterious Nefesh and the contrary of that. It's the opposite. It's not shot that how can Mysterious Nefesh possibly touch your intellect? When do you know it's really Mysterious Nefesh? It's when, it, when you, it's when it's infinite. If it's infinite, it means it touches what you think as well. It's not because it's infinite. It goes beyond limitations of seichel and, and, and touches it as well. If it if it, if it stays above your seichel, that means it's not really you're not really touching the infinite part of, of your nefesh. The fact that it's touching your seichel, doing your seichel, it's resonating your seichel and says this is the way to go. That means it touched a very deep part of yourself. Like Siddur says about uh, dancing, when do you know that your your your, your simcha is something which is your, in your core? It's not just when your mind says to be happy. It's when your feet say to be happy. When something touches you to your very core, that means every part of your body is involved. So that says similarly with Mesiris Nefesh, when you know that it's real Mesiris Nefesh, you touch the core, it's, 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 it's when you touch something, it's, it's infinite only if it touches, it touches your intellect as well. If it's, if it's not touch, touch, touch your intellect, you're not dealing with something which is infinite. It's, it's, on the contrary, it's finite, only in the realm of your escapism to the realm of, of, of the Mesiris Nefesh reality. When you know you touch something infinite, when it touches the way you think too. Okay. Let's do one more Now we can understand the opinion which holds that the Simcha Simcha Sheva begins on the second night of Sukkot, after the Mitzvah of Luv and Esther. Why? Why have to wait for Luv and Esther to have Mitzvah Sukkot? Just like we just said, it's all mysterious nefesh is only complete when it touches your thoughts and feelings. So too, the joy 
that you have that comes from your your neshama being revealed, the joy that you have that that's accompanying the mesiris nefesh. When is that joy perfect? When is the way it's supposed to be? Okay, joy is something that you only have when something is experiential. You don't you don't have simcha when you're uh, buying the lottery ticket. Even if you have betachin, you're going to win, and even if you do win. The simcha is when it's revealed, and, and there's a bigger simcha <coughs> when you take the lottery ticket and you measure it against the numbers. There's a bigger simcha when you go to the office and you say, oh, you see, I talk won the lottery. There's a bigger simcha when you look on your app and you see, oh, it's $7 million inside the account. There's, there's a, it, it, simcha is when something is revealed. Simcha mit is True simcha is when there's no re- limitation. So the first element of simcha is simcha about something which is revealed. And number two, real simcha is when the simcha does not have a limit. The perfection of simcha is when it's something which is beyond intellect. The perfection of that kind of simcha, the simcha, simcha, the simcha which is beyond intellect, the perfection of that kind of simcha is when it goes through you, when it, it permeates your mind too. That's the reason why the opinion holds that the simcha, simcha space of is only the second night of Sukkot. After you do the mitzvah and esrig, and you took the, in, you, the inspiration of the yechishma nefesh, which is in the sukkah, and you brought it into your heart, that's when it's possible for you to reach the following night to have real simcha. The simcha of Mesiris Nefesh, which is beyond intellect, has permeated your inside. You've taken the Lulav and You've brought the Yechishman Nefesh into your heart and mind. Now it's possible, the, night, the next night afterwards, to really dance. The Simcha, the first day of Sukkot, the first night of Sukkot, is limited because it hasn't yet touched your heart and mind. You haven't done the Lulav When you're able to take, be able to take that Mesiris Nefesh, they so therefore, the second night of Sukkot, after the Mitzvah of and you brought this Messias Nefesh mentality, for lack of a better word, into your mind and heart, and it's become your mentality, the way you, you, the way you think, then it's possible to reach the second night of Sukkot to shaftim mayim besosin, to draw the water with joy, to pour the water with joy beyond Seichel. Your Messias Nefesh beyond Seichel has permeated your thoughts and feelings and has aroused within you a true simcha and a revealed simcha. If it's not, just because you, if chapter 16 in Tanya, one of the things Al-Tabba says is, if it's only conviction, so Hashem considers it as if you're doing mitzvahs of this, of this conviction, but it's not, yet, it's not simcha, it's just a conviction. If it comes into your heart and mind and you feel it, that's, that's Luvan Esrgah. Luvan Esrgah is that the Yechish Nefesh has become part of what you think and feel. If you've done that, then the simcha is a simcha It's a real simcha, and it's a simcha that because uh, simcha can only happen when it's something is revealed to you. It's just, it's just something which is hidden from you. It's, it's not real simcha. Real simcha is when it's revealed to you that you could see it. When you, you can only see your neshama through the luvin esrik. That luvin esrik, that's something which is part of the way you think and feel. So the, the luvin esrik brings down this mysterious nefesh kind of dedication into your thoughts and feelings. And therefore, the simcha is revealed, something that you have, and therefore the simcha is a, 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 a infinite simcha. It's a simcha which is beyond limits, it touched your heart and mind as well. It's a simcha which, for something that you see, because, because this mysterious nefesh thing is, is something which, which is you. That means I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>